in a movie where you give Mike Myers an hour and a half of freedom to trample all over a children's book. I don't know what else you expect. Scoring a 10% on Rotten Tomatoes, we watch The Cat in the Hat. This is episode number 24. Let's listen to that intro music. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Cinema Shredders, the podcast that looks at the good, the bad, and mostly the ugly of some generally terrible films. I am your host, as always, Ryan Merwine, and thanks for joining us here. We're, we're into December now, the wonderful month of December, and uh, so we're going over a movie, that a uh, kid's movie, with childlike whimsy for the holidays. Um, for those of you new listeners, we watch a movie, which in this case was The Cat in the Hat, 2003, and uh, we're going to rip it apart, talk about it, try to make sense of it, and just have a lot of fun. We have lots of spoilers, so I hope you enjoy, and to our uh, current listeners, hey, nice to have you back. Today, I have a very special guest. It's special because um, he's a special person. He's just a special guy in general. But uh, he's also on the Ace Podcast Network and has a podcast called Hollywood Science. Fantastic. Also covers movies. Uh, So I love that, and I think he's going to be great on it. Uh, Kaiser Alias. Yes, hello. Hey, man. How's it going? Thanks so much, and thanks for um, suggesting The Cat in the Hat uh, as a movie. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah, not real thrilled about it. I thought I'd never have to watch it have, <laughs> in my life. I never thought. Have you seen this before? Oh yes, what? yes. I I saw it when it came out, and I was very young. In in theaters. Yes. Oh boy. Have you seen it since then? Absolutely not. I generally don't watch movies. Interesting. Which is great because you know I've got a movie podcast and is it like does it like force you to watch movies then so you're like this is how I'm gonna watch it I feel like I should yeah it's so I hate sitting through like the you know all the different things about the movie where it's like oh you've got to have this thing happen and then this thing happen and all the time I'm just sitting there you know twiddling my thumbs so usually I just hate movies it it's kind of like a rule of thumb. Oh, but, fair. so you picked you picked this to watch then and torture yourself for uh, you know I feel so bad for someone who doesn't watch movies to to sit through this hour and uh, was like an hour and twenty three minutes it didn't even make an hour and a half long movie um it was it was pretty terrible interesting choice to go with uh the cat in the hat book and base an entire movie off of it I don't really remember the book a whole lot but I know it was really short right. Yes, yes, it's a ch- like very young children's book. Which, uh, what's crazy is Dr. Seuss, um, right before this in 2000, the Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas came out. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty decent movie. I, I, it's not my favorite holiday film, but uh, well put together. It had a very Dr. Seussy style to it. But also, you had director Ron Howard for that, I believe. Yes. So he put together something that was great, and then three years later comes The Cat in the Hat. Which dire- was much better. Oh, so so much better. <laughs> D- director oh, absolutely. Bo Welch, you know, as everyone knows him, she probably wouldn't, because it's his first movie he directed, and, and his last. The last movie he directed. <laughs> What's crazy, what blew my mind is I looked him up on IMDb, because I'm like, what has he done before? But he was a production designer for Thor, Men in Black, and Edward Scissorhands. Huh. So, I mean, clearly he's good at designing things uh, for production or whatever a production designer would do. I'd assume that. Uh, but cannot direct a movie, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, 
Oh, my goodness. I, oh, so I, I really, really enjoy bad movies. Mm-hmm. Like, and I believe that this is one of the best worst movies ever of all time. Like, I'm I, interested I totally get in what, not how, being able yeah, to. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so I totally get uh, not being able to direct a movie. But it is that inability to direct a movie that makes this movie so good. Well, like, you can just see, like, he has some idea of what a movie should do and, like, how it should follow, but he's just so off, and that's what makes it so good. It had a very The Room-esque to it, where you're like, the pieces are there, so I'm forced (laughs) to call it a movie, but at the same time, because... What it does is it, it it creates events that are unnecessary, and the only reason mm-hmm. that they're there is to try to make a movie. So, therefore, you have these weird things that make no sense altogether in a movie that eventually become some sort of loose-knit plot, because mm-hmm. it has a beginning and a middle and an end, and in those regards, a movie, I guess, right? Oh, Absolutely. But yeah, I mean, no. you're taking a general idea, though, with Dr. Seuss books. So Dr. Seuss books, they, they, they struggle with a plot and everything with a, in the book itself. They're children's books. They're there for, I don't know, they were crazy. He was on, like, psychedelics and stuff, I'm guessing. Um, so how you can create a full-on plot from this is insane to me, especially from The Cat in the Hat, because that book has no sense to it. Yeah, no, it's it's... It's pretty rough, but I think you just got to treat it like avant-garde jazz. How for uh, the people that don't listen to avant-garde jazz, which are you familiar with it at all? I'm odd. It's, it surprises me if you'd believe that most people don't listen to avant-garde jazz. Because it's absolute, you know, nonsense and I think inability. It's, I think it's, it's not music. the charts, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just avant-garde jazz is bad. I'm giving that as my correct personal opinion. It's noise. It's people who don't know how to play instruments. But then there's also the people who look at it and are like, wow, no, man, it's just the reflection of a human spirit. You just don't get it. Yeah, this movie. It's one of those things that you, if you don't get it at all, you don't. So then at one point, if you ever think you might get it, you're now on that train. So you can't mm-hmm. back down. So you don't get it and you know you don't. But you're like, man, I already said once that you think you do. So then you're like, everyone else just doesn't, man. No one understands what this is because it represents something you don't get. Yeah, it's like, uh, oh, what is it? The flat earther people? Oh, yeah. Right. How they'll, you know, it's you've got your own confirmation bias and, you know. You've understood it. It's everyone else who doesn't get it. Exactly. And that's that's what the cat in the hat is. Yes, except it's very, very good. I need <laughs> obviously. <laughs> I, I need oh, to yeah. go into and talk about because the the beginning of the movie I thought was setting up actually some sort of plot that I didn't like. I wasn't a fan of it, but it had some sort of substance. Where we gather that these kids, you have a bad child and you have a a too strict child. And mm-hmm. you put them together and the mother is a single mom and she just has a busy life and work is occupying her time. So she's not able to put her full effort into these these kids. So it's the struggle of these kids to, I th- was thinking, I'm like, oh, the relationship with the mother. And that's where the cat in the hat comes in, almost like as a Mrs. Doubtfire-esque character. Uh-huh. To kind oh, of yeah. help teach the kids. Because I gather from what I remember from the book of by Dr. Seuss, that's kind of what the cat did. Oh, absolutely. Um, I was looking over the book a few days ago just because, you know, we were watching the movie. Yeah, the cat goes, they have fun, they clean up, and then that's it. Yeah, like, the worst part of the cat is that he seemed to make a mess while they were actually having fun. Yeah. They are having a great time, and then they look around, and they're like, oh, shit, we we made a mess of the house. And he's like, hey, don't worry, children, I've got this. And then he handles it. Yeah. Me- meanwhile, this movie has the cat being... I don't know, a sadistic serial killer bipolar 
Nazi? Yeah. <laughs> I think he actually, if I remember correctly, he was a Nazi at one point. Am I right with that, or am I fusing movies together? I think was he dressed as Hitler? Or was I mixing, am I mixing things up? I think you, uh, I don't know, might have been taking whatever Bo Welsh was. Yeah, I think that's what happened. But he just, again, the movie posits at the beginning that there's going to be something happening with this kid because the next door neighbor wants to bang their mom. Mm-hmm. So he wants to basically do away with the kids. Yes. And Absolutely. send him at least the one to like boot camp. Mm-hmm. And so he basically can plow their mom because they're like, you're taking up too much of her time because work is but busy. And then she has to worry about you. I'm going to ship you away so I can have her. Which, to be fair, is a very valid response. Shipping anybody to Abu Dhabi is one of the best ways to deal with them. Yeah, if, if one, getting moms 101, ship them off, and then you can plow. Oh, yeah. It's only two pages. It's shorter than a Dr. Seuss book. Yes, and it doesn't rhyme, but oh. Oh, but it could. <laughs> it's so, so good. But Ship them away, then plow every day. Oh, Every day, every every single day, day. Yeah, every day, every day, and then just have the font being weird in the next five pages of every day, every day. That's, that's, <laughs> I think that's, isn't that like the where the places you will go to? Yep. Those, it just it wastes twelve pages by just saying the same thing in wacky fonts. Pretty much. How do you get a gig like that? Doctor Seuss was living the dream. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, well, he was very different with his stuff. Like, his characters and creations were all, you know, very freeform and, you know, very bright colors and contrasts mm-hmm. and smooth, loopy shapes and very interesting stuff to look at, which right. made it very good for children to look at because they, you know. Which, it, again, Dr. Seuss, a children's book, a children's book. He wrote many children's books. So, therefore, I would go The Cat in the Hat, a children's movie. I would, would actually you disagree. You you would disagree. I would also disagree. I wouldn't call this a children's movie. I would say that this is a movie made for adults to bring their children to so that they can enjoy the movie that they're watching with their children. Yeah, this reminds me of like the uncle who's like, I'm having a party for the family, but it's all for like the adults. So they're all yeah. drinking and playing games. And then they're like, you can go get us beers. That's your job. Like this is that movie where you're like, let's just all go watch this, but we need the kids to be there. So it's fun. Yeah. But what's this rated? Do you know what it's rated? Wasn't it PG? I, I would believe PG. I don't have the rating in front of me, but I would believe PG. I would argue that it could easily be PG-13. Oh, yeah. Just uh, with the sexual crude humor <laughs> was sometimes, like, a lot of the times was, was hidden, like uh, I've seen a lot of PG movies, where, you know, it's very subtle, and it's like, oh, the the adults would get that. The kids can't follow it. But, like, especially the scene that sticks in my head is when he has a hoe in his hand. <laughs> he calls it a hoe. Then he's a dirty like, hoe. A dirty hoe. And then he's rubbing it, and he's like, oh, I'm just kidding, baby. I love you. You're great. Yep. Which <laughs> was really disturbing on a lot of levels. For one, I didn't expect that in a kid's movie. Then again, that was several minutes in. After lots of other crazy adult humor happened. Which is why I love this movie. It's, it, it it's was so good. It was more, <laughs> I realized at times where I'm like, that could be funny, but it's very unsettling. <laughs> so I laughed at parts where I was the most uncomfortable and laughing at how uncomfortable this movie was making me. I also yeah. think it's great that on the, I guess it would be the poster of this movie or DVD cover or something. The very bottom says, enormously funny. And I'm, <laughs> I can't see who wrote that, but I'm pretty sure it was Mike Myers. Oh, oh, definitely. Yeah. Cause you, I, I think you they quoted him from movie. the movie. <laughs> oh, how could you not? Did you see how much fun he was having? He was having 
the the time of his life for sure. I, and I think he was so happy because I can only imagine what his paycheck was. Oh yeah. So he basically just <laughs> fooled people to pay him a lot to just live his life out. Like Adam Sandler in every one of his movies. That's right. He loves it. And I mean, hey, wouldn't you have this? Wouldn't you love this job being paid to just go goof around and you know? Be an artist, create a thing, be an actor, and all you're doing is hanging around with oh, who is it, Kevin James, and just dicking yeah. around on set with his best friends. Yeah, have the Absolutely. best friends on your movie, and you just hang out with your best friends, and it's just slightly scripted. Oh yeah. Meanwhile, Mike Myers was out there also with his best friend, which was himself. So he was probably loving that as well. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter who else was in this movie, which, by the way, really decent cast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was kind of blown away. I mean, you have Mike Myers, who you love him or you hate him. I think that's just kind of the realm of Mike Myers. Um, Or you may appreciate only two of his movies and go, yeah, they were good for what they were. Um, But like that style of movie, I feel like it's overdone at times. Um, I covered in the past one of uh, Mike Myers' film, um, The Love Guru. And this was basically the child's version of The Love Guru. So, I wasn't at all surprised by it. But then you have Alec Baldwin in it, Dakota, young Dakota Fanning, young mm-hmm. Spencer Breslin, uh, Sean Hayes. That was that was about it. <laughs> yeah, I was actually really impressed with Alec Baldwin's performance. I'll tell you, it was he, he killed it for. He very much had the character of I'm in a children's movie, which was why it was so unsettling for me because like. <laughs> He was killing it for like an actual kids movie, but they were making him do such off the wall things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I too, I loved his character. I think he killed it in this movie. Oh my goodness, it was phenomenal work by him. Yeah, I, you can't, you can't deny it. Uh, probably, I don't know, top three Alec Baldwin films. One of my favorites. Um. I actually don't know if I know any other Alec Baldwin films, mainly because... To name them, to rattle them off? I'm sure if I said a couple, you would probably know them. Probably... Oh, he was on The Boss Baby, but I never saw that. That's... I, I <laughs> number Probably number two. You have number one, Cat in the Hat. <laughs> number two, The Boss, Boss Baby. Baby. Um, number three, his own autobiography, which yeah. is yet to be made. That's true. Or maybe towards, is. towards the bottom of the list, probably the Departed and maybe the Hunt for Red October. Not not his not one of his better films. Mm-hmm. Totally know those ones. Absolutely, <laughs> I'm slightly disappointed. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, again, though, he nailed it. Played a great part. Really odd character that basically his only passion was to. Uh, plow those kid that kid's wife and or yeah wife Jesus their mother mother <laughs> that would be a completely different movie oh goodness um and then more than halfway through it he stole a dog yes in what I believe was supposed to be given to us which honestly I didn't realize until he basically almost handed the dog over was that he was that was going to get the kids in trouble and the last straw to ship them away to show that they're irresponsible. Mhm. I had no idea that that was the case when he grabbed the dog. I thought he just did it for fun and helped drive the plot where the lock that they needed to close that case was on the dog. So of course they needed more to the movie to track down this dog. Oh yeah. Well, and then there was also the part where um like he was not only trying to plow the wife, but his life was already pretty crappy. He wasn't working, and, you know, he lived in squalor and wanted yeah. to go live in her house and, you know, which, not have to work. Which I guess added to his story. It was odd that they created character depth in this because it was really unnecessary because I felt like that movie was separate from everything else Mike Myers was doing. Yeah. Like, it was mind-blowing how his character reacted, because as soon as he entered in, he seemed insane. Which I don't think the cat did. He was very gentlemanly in the Mm -hmm. book. And in this one, he was losing his goddamn mind. (laughs) 
with like scaring <laughs> the hell out of those kids. Like it was terrifying how he was just appearing everywhere and he's a giant cat, which by the way, his suit that he had on was straight perfect. Up made out of human hair. Oh, even better. Yeah, very <laughs> fitting for his psychopath character. Like, oddly fitting that they made that choice. Yeah, made with uh, human hair and something else. It was like a crazy rubber suit that they put actual human hair on because they felt that would make him look more like this humanoid cat creature. Well, it may sound crazy, but human hair is actually an incredibly popular commodity to trade around just because it has, um, like, so many people can make it and it's... Well, it's realistic without being harmful to actual animals that right. aren't humans. Uh, like if you ever um, buy stuff from China, they have entire like sections of real human hair that you can get wigs out of because, you know, people will sell their hair for some amount of money and it's not like it costs them anything. And Yeah, fuck locks for love. Oh, start, yeah, no. Start selling your hair. Cancer kits? Yeah, I'd gosh, rather take $5. Bunch of mooches is all they are. Absolutely. China knows what's up. They know what the commodities are, though. Oh, yeah. Human hair. Wow, that's interesting. But terrifying when you put it on the face <laughs> of Mike Myers. Uh, super hot, too. They decided to shoot this movie in the summer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had this crazy like air conditioning vent system that would shove in his suit in between takes so he didn't overheat and die. So I actually have uh, something funny about that. Um. Uh, do you know what furries are? Oh, of course I do. Okay, so, uh, one of my producers for a uh, morning radio show I do at my school, um, he kept overheating because the fans weren't working too properly in his first suit. Because that's a thing you do, I guess. While it, while doing, wait, hold on, while doing uh, the no, radio program. <laughs> oh no no no! Or no. just in general <laughs> in life. No, when I thought he, he did the, the radio show. <laughs> In his fursuit and made you sit there and watch as well? I'm sure he will at some point. I'm not not surprised. But uh, no, it was like at conventions and stuff where he'd be wearing it for hours a day. Um, So he tasked me to help him and I helped him make a water cooling system. He's kind of genius. Yeah, to suck away heat. Can you put that on your resume? Um. Can I? Yes. Yeah. Will I? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really good at creating cooling systems for Hollywood costumes. Yes. <laughs> animatronic fursuits. Right. Or, well, not animatronic. Uh, human filled? Oh. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> Let's Don't. not use human filled fursuit. That's just... Uh, <laughs> You just grind them up and dump them in. It's yeah. it's, it's all the same. Ugh. Okay. I mean, that's fine, too. It, we're just all meat sex anyway. Mm-hmm. But, so yeah, made with real human hair. So, I mean, to all you crazy serial killers out there, not only can you make a costume out of the human hair that you're stealing from all of your victims, but you can then sell it as well. Oh, yeah. So Hey, great. make some profit back. Fun fact, yeah, you might as well. Give a little and take a little back. That's what I say. Also... When you're doing your serial killings, please, please save the organs. And, you know, if you're not going to sell them on the market, donate them. At least. People could use them. Yeah. Give a little, take a little, that whole thing. Exactly. It bounces out karmically. You got your kill. You got your fix. The surge is there. You're feeling the rush. Now get those organs in ice. You got to get them right in. Leave them on Absolutely. the leave them on the uh, doorstep of a fire company, your local fire company. Just put a cooler <laughs> right outside with a bunch of organs, with a, a letter that says "You're welcome." Yes, I'm sure they will love it. We're advocating this. Um, so anyway, back to the serial killer cat in this movie. Um, it it bothered me as having have you have you seen other Mike Myers films, Kaiser? I've seen all of the Austin Powers and sh- all of the Shreks, Ooh. but that's it. <laughs> I love the. <laughs> I need to go through your catalog of films you have seen, and then I can probably go. I understand why you don't like movies. <laughs> <laughs> this makes sense. Oh, the Austin Powers were pretty good, but again, that was Mike Myers' peak. We're now at the point where he doesn't care. Um, 
<laughs> I need I want you to mention a single character he played in this movie because the cat in the hat apparently is an impressionist. Uh that's where all of his bits and gags come from is him portraying other characters such as chefs and and TV hosts and mechanics mm-hmm. and all those things. Were, was there one that you're like, "Wow, I think he nailed that." Uh he did really good with the piñata. Like <laughs> That's, I think he really true. truly captured the essence of what a piñata is. Yeah. I, I mean the Especially performance the was nut stellar. Shot. Yes. Um all piñatas react this way. All piñatas are truly living and their guts are candy. I've played a lot of Viva Piñata and trust me. That'll scar It's you. all exactly like this. That, that'll scar you as a kid. <laughs> Playing <laughs> yeah, Viva Piñata and, and having flashbacks of all those birthday parties. Um, also, do not play the Viva Pinata game. It is even more horrifying. Yeah, that's. I remember when that was popular. Uh, I'm not sure why. Yeah, yeah. Just, just, just leave that alone. It's right. It's not worth it. His pin, his pinata. That was a weird scene. Um, was the guy who came out with the giant bat? Was he supposed to be mentally challenged? I don't know. He appeared to be mentally challenged. <laughs> And I'm like, that's a choice. And then I'm like, I'm not sure if he was. And then I saw him as a final shot where he was celebrating. And I'm like, I definitely think something's up with him. I'm uh, not sure it was going on there. Yeah. I don't know. Because he wasn't like a big. You'd expect the guy to come out with the giant bat who delivers the nut shot to like be this big fat kid who is like yeah. has a lot of power. Instead, he just had a very special kind of <laughs> smile and, and, uh, and he was taller than all the other kids yeah so <laughs> not sure it made me a little uncomfortable and i was like that's a choice but i i don't know i guess i won't blame them for for doing anything along those lines but he has been known to do things like that before mike myers has in his movies mm-hmm. now i know what you're thinking Mike Myers starred in this movie. He didn't direct it. I don't think he really wrote for it, to be honest. Although he had writers that had written on his movies before in the past. But it turns out on the set of this, to help explain the whole movie, at least for me, because I'm like, this seems straight up like a Mike Myers movie. It had all of his things in it. It had uh, the fart humor. Mm -hmm. It had the nutshot humor. Mm-hmm. It had the oddly sexual innuendos that you can kind of get and understand, but you're not sure. And then the very blatant ones that you're like, how did this get passed through in this movie? Like as if a robot was trying to understand sexual jokes. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, totally. Very, very much like they're an alien that's just like, this is what joke <laughs> is. And, and that's what they kind of delivered it. And then he makes a joke as Cat in the Hat and someone laughs at his joke. Because that's a classic Mike Myers move, is he tells a joke, and the person he tells the joke to laughs at his joke. Yep. And I, I, it's amazing that it even happened in this, because he cracked some sort of joke that made no sense when he was in the house. I don't remember even what it was, but the kids are like, ha, 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 ha. Like, no. <laughs> First of all, not funny. Secondly, I don't think children would laugh at that sexual joke you just stated. <laughs> oh, my goodness. But not enough to kill yeah. the fanning either. No, though I I really empathized with her character. Oh, yeah. I She was phenomenal with that. Yeah. I wish there would have been more of, of her and mm-hmm. more character development around her hers because it seemed like she was there but it's very focused on the boy well yeah but i think that's mainly because the boy is responsible for all the messes generally in the first place so and i understand that but in a movie where again in the book it made sense for the oh i both weren't both kids like they were just bored they weren't even bad right yeah no they were just bored because it was <laughs> raining outside <laughs> That's right. It was raining, so he had fun with them. Uh, meanwhile, in this, they're they're pissed at him the entire movie. Oh yeah, he's trying to kill their dog at one point. He's <laughs> enjoying his own show. 
So at one point, this really broke the wall for Mike Myers, where it was Mike Myers watching Mike Myers have a bit with Mike Myers. Meanwhile, the yep. Mike Myers watching was laughing at the bit. That was the best scene in the movie. I loved that. He watches that scene and comes every time he sees that. Oh, my God, It was everything he could ever want in a film and had all the power to do it. I I, I mean, you did did see the scene, though, right? Oh, oh, I did. You could make a cupcake out of anything. Anything? Anything. Anything? Anything? Anything anything i'll get you and i'll make it look like a bloody accident oh yeah beautiful that was the funniest thing i'd seen easily this week yeah perfect yeah i mean what's funnier than repeating the same word over and over again until you absolutely kill it where first of all it's you think it's one of those jokes where when you say the joke and you repeat it it's funny and you repeat it one more time and it's still it's really funny so then you stop so you push it yeah. too far. This was a joke that was said that it wasn't funny. They said it again, and you're going, wait, do they think this is a joke? They said it again. Oh, they totally think this is a joke. They said it again with a crazy sadistic twist, and you're like, what is happening? Well, you've seen like uh, bad cooking infomercials, right? That is true. It, I, I get the play on it. It, I, I just... Because I was watching... um, What is it? So... I work as a radio board operator mm-hmm. uh, during some nights, and I usually just sit there for hours running a radio, but I can turn on the TV sometimes when it's really, really late, and there's just cooking infomercials, and that's how it goes. It's like, you can use this hot air fryer and cook anything, and they're like, anything at all? That's right. Anything at all. Even this? Yes, even this. Even this? Yes, even this. I think um, he actually nailed the perfect amount of anythings for this kind of uh, parody. <laughs> I want to agree with you, and and I think you're right. And here's my problem then with Mike Myers' delivery on these jokes. There were a lot of them that he did the bits for where I went, oh, that's something. Where he He had it. There's a bit there, but somehow he found a way to kill it. <laughs> I think a bit making fun of an infomercial would be funny and saying that whole back and forth would be great but his impersonations of those characters was so bad and annoying and took (laughs) such an odd turn that it just ruined everything for me everything 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 (laughs) but and then he just is sitting there laughing while the kids are staring and i'm like Yes, this actually happened. <laughs> this wasn't even a scene. They, they, this is what their reaction was. They were supposed to laugh and they didn't. And Mike Myers like, that's perfect. We'll make you laugh at my jokes later. Which is why I bring this up is because turns out what happened in this movie and to this movie is the director, uh, Welch, has never directed a movie before and took mm-hmm. on such a large actor as Mike Myers. And... When a scene was done, Mike Myers said, we nailed it and moved on. And he outweighed (laughs) his own director. There were reports from people that were on the cast of this and said, Mike Mike refused to talk to anyone else in the cast, would only talk to the director, and and made all decisions for this movie. I dig it. Amazing. I, I I totally love it. Such a power move. And and that's I know that's how a lot of those jokes and bits got put in because especially the one where he's the mechanic and he's trying to get the couch to bounce higher. Yes. So he does some work on it. That scene was probably 5 minutes too long. <laughs> well, I you know, you could also say that this movie was 50 minutes too long. Yeah, you definitely Or could maybe argue 90. That yeah, it it didn't even make it to 90. It was an hour and 22 or something. So, it, yeah, an hour and 22 minutes. Yep. <laughs> just just mind-blowing how it felt like two hours. I also want to point out the fish, which was a large part in the book. Yes. He was like, um, I don't know, a conscience. Awful? 
Yeah, he was like a conscious of kids to be like, oh, you can't, you can't be doing that kind of stuff. Your mother's going to come home and she's going to be pissed off. And they're like, mm-hmm. shut up, fish. You don't know what you're talking about. We're having fun. Meanwhile, why the fish started, he got animated is beyond me. Uh... <laughs> he was normal at the beginning. Yep. And the cat shows up without doing anything to the fish. The fish talks. And the kids are like, yeah, I'm on board with this. That's fine. A giant talking cat we're going to run away from for a while, be very confused about for 10 minutes. But our fish is talking? Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Odd universe. Oh, totally. To think that. I think I think you need to f- uh, view this not as a, a good movie or anything even trying to be a good movie, but view it as something along the lines of Thanksgiving, uh, Sharknado, um, Birdemic, Mega Piranha, you know, avalanche shark just anything like these where it's they try to take themselves seriously and make a thing but they're just so incompetent and bad that it's now just a comedy even in spots where it's not supposed to be yeah and it's it's a comedy in in such a it's if you watch this as a comedy you'll be highly disappointed if you watch this as a terrible piece of garbage, you or might be like okay an with art it. piece, <laughs> I, I don't know if I can just say it. I'll I'll agree that your opinion is valid for that. I just can't. I can't call it art. Not yet. Maybe you'll convince me. You know there is such a thing as bad art, right? I mean, I, yeah, I guess like there's bad Thomas everything. Kincaid. Kincaid was he was the painter of light. Yeah, no, Thomas Kincaid is awful. At first, he... I, I thought you were talking about Thomas the Tank Engine, which oh, no, no. he's art itself. But Yeah, no, no, no. That's oh, also the Thomas the Tank Engine music. That's been my favorite thing recently is just listening to all the remixes of it. Oh, yeah. Great. So good. Um. <sighs> uh, also, did you watch this movie alone? I did. Okay, so I think that's what your problem is. Also, did you watch this while moderately sloshed at all? No. Okay, so I think that's your second problem. Yeah, oh, there were many problems with this. That would definitely be two. So, it's this kind of stuff where it's, you know, you're just watching bad films or whatever where you you need friends to just sit there and comment on it or, you know, make your own tiny Mystery Science Theater 3000. Mm -hmm. And you also need heavy dosage of the best social lubricant to make the movie appear better. I think that would help anything with a bad film. Um, I, it may just anger me into yelling and ranting about how anything like this could have possibly passed as an actual <laughs> film. I tend to ride that bus of the social lubricant rather than like, uh, haha, uh, this is fun. I'm like, I can't believe they made money off of this. For this one movie, this could this is what I get paid in a year. Mike Myers, a piece of shit. <laughs> oh. And then crying because uh, Alec Baldwin's so good in it. Like, Alec, why? Why would you do this? Probably the same reason he did the other masterpiece known as Boss Baby, of which I have seen. Moolah. Two minutes of. Yep. It's on Netflix now. I may have oh. to watch it. I, yeah, it got there I, fast. I don't know if I will watch it because I don't know what kind of scientific analysis I can do on babies. Tons. Except for just saying, oh, look, nope. None of this is right, which I don't know. While it's true for Star Wars, doesn't really make for an interesting podcast. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, I can understand that. I'll back you on that one. Don't do the boss, baby. I also wouldn't recommend doing this one either because there was no rhyme or reason to anything that was <laughs> happening in this movie at all, including one of the scenes where they were driving and he gave, he's like, oh, I'm just going to give the wheel to a 12-year-old boy. The and then she's like, is that safe? <laughs> then he drives and then he's like, we should all drive. Yep. And that wouldn't work at all, let alone why is your car crashed? I don't understand what that even did so many unnecessary scenes in this that they just tried so hard to get a joke out oh yeah (laughs) but 
Uh, also, wasn't it kind of funny where, you know, they're going through the town and they're, you know, struggling or whatever and they're moving maybe four miles per hour? Is that not just yeah. absolutely hilarious? It's, it's a form of humor. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. It's it's a form of uh, some sort of joke on some sort of level, <laughs> I can imagine. It's for someone, right? Someone was laughing at that. Oh, yeah. And it was me. It was you. 100%. <laughs> it was me the entire time. It was me 14 years later laughing at it. Yeah, it was just insane and just again back to the adult humor things i just i have to keep coming back to this because he mentioned if you remember the one part he mentioned clowns having hepatitis yes about a circus yeah we don't we don't need that right (laughs) (laughs) um no probably not but hey it's there yeah, and there were other things too. Very racist humors with with having that Asian woman as a babysitter. He did said something about some uh, sort of parliament somewhere. I don't. Oh know. yeah, it's uh the I think it was the Taiwanese Taiwanese parliament. But all I know is the they TV. were watching uh, Z-SPAN, which is very funny. I've never heard of that. Oh no, well, uh, so it's C-SPAN. Oh, uh, oh, 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 right. Of which I am uh, of one of... Of course, it's a plan words. Yeah. I am one of uh, seven people in the entire United States, whoever watches it. I pat myself on the back for that. Where you've got the incredibly interesting things of like, hey, here's Senate meeting today. And oh, this is this is a special whatever not nonsense. So here's an hour and a half as people walk in and take their spots <laughs> and whatnot. Yeah, no, fascinating stuff. Um, but the the Z span thing, and it's like, um, oh, you've got the political leaders fighting and whatnot. I kind of felt that was more like a um, oh, what's it called? Uh, like a WWE or something? The wrestling stuff. Yeah, that's what I gathered. Too. Yeah, and, and so it was more of like a play on that, and it being a uh, you know, a governmental proceeding kind of thing. Yeah, the humor on this in this movie is deep. I think that's the problem. Oh, yeah. You're going into it with a surface level. You have to really look at it and be like, not only is it doing a play on C-SPAN, but also like a wrestling, so it's Z, so it's harsher. So you're fusing mm-hmm. the two together. And that's just uh, that's just creative. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Along with jokes such as when he sees a Rhode Island license plate and says, you never see those. That's, yeah. Classic it's so good. Humor. There's it, so many... Because it's, it's relatable, Kaiser. Mm-hmm. It's relatable. You don't normally see Rhode Island license plates. So when he points that out, you're like, I get that. Oh, yeah. Um, Well, the thing is, there's just jokes like this throughout the entire film. You just have to be watching very, very closely for. Um, Please. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, so, I'm hoping you have some an example here. I will go through. Like, um, oh. So first off, you had the very, very fun social commentary of like the uh, incredibly whitewashed neighborhood mm-hmm. and the crappy children and, you know, good stuff right there. Um, let's see what I can find. I'm sure there's something funny in my notes. Um, I have one in mind that's very topical where he tries to distract the guy with the dog by pretending to be like a Rasta hippie. That oh, was out to save the environment. American. <laughs> yeah, and Kane didn't like the D word. He wanted to know it's canine American. <laughs> so good. It's just <laughs> canine American. Was um, oh, another character. Great. Like the phenomenon. You know, yep. by hooking it up to someone's forehead and you know, pumping it up like a oh what is it, a blood pressure cuff? Yep. You could see if someone's a serial arsonist or not. <laughs> oh, what if that, how about this? Um, You can tap it with a hammer. It ain't going to change. Yep. Yep. I I mean, nail it with, with peeing your pants or whatever. Colin said he pissed in pants. Mm. It, just that kind of humor the only thing that was it that was that's what this movie was it was a oh, bunch yeah. of just 
bits. <laughs> yeah, it was like a yeah, like a tiny little skit show, but And then you have you know. thing one and thing two, which did Oh boy. I guess what they were supposed to do, like what they did in the book, but God, they looked fucked up. Like yeah. even for Dr. Seuss characters. I saw who's in the Grinch and went Oh, they're Dr. Seuss characters. I saw Thing 1 and Thing 2, and they looked like incest monsters. Yeah, they looked uh, they looked real special. Well, it's because they also used, like, real human faces. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, which, by the way, I absolutely love that there were the actors, or actors or actresses, I can't remember, for the uh, two things. Yes. But then there were also the stunt doubles. Yes. Who spent most of the time on screen. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, you can tell who they are from thing one and thing two, so you need two different groups of people Yeah, to play those characters. Oh, yeah. Good good use of money overall. Uh, good use of money. All, to CGI, man. That CGI, when they went back to that house and that really time impressive. space was ripped with wherever he lived, God only knows where he lives. I'm guessing hell. Um, <laughs> it looked amazing. Just phenomenal he made winks to universal Studios. well done mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um lots of breaking the barriers so if you if you do something blatantly and call yourself out for doing things blatantly it's funny right oh yeah yeah no it's the pinnacle of humor yeah you you do something that's a dick easy move and then you just go look i did a dick easy move and they're like oh that's funny because that's what's happening mm-hmm it's great. It's real. It's topical. It's 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 relatable, and that's the kind of humor Mike Myers brings to the table with this movie. Absolutely. Well, oh my goodness, there's so many. So I found a couple more jokes here. Let's hear like, for, like the down Simba, and it's just an elephant. Oh yeah, just great. Oh yeah, it's real good. Um. Oh goodness. This is oh, like the just the dumb, dumb, stupid kid humor. Like uh, this is where they buried my brother. He's in the toilet. Yep, the fish with that. Yep, um, you got to throw the fish. And the fish needed lines because he was lacking them throughout the entire movie until one. He's like, "Hey, remember me, the fish?" And I'm like, "Oh, you're quoting the movie again." No, I forgot about you. I don't care. Or like, how about calling the obviously not dark skinned thing Chocolate Thunder as a name? Sorry, Hello. Thunder. Yeah, Thunder. Chocolate Thunder. Amazing. Just, you just can't get that kind of humor anywhere. Or the filler that the cat did, which was laugh in a ridiculously odd way and mm-hmm. keep going, oh, yeah. Uh, well, that's a that's a Mike Myers thing. The, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, it sure is. Um, which, which is, what's my concern <laughs> is this wasn't <laughs> Mike Myers. He was the cat in the hat <laughs> what, what do no, you no 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 he's playing mike myers as the cat in the hat <laughs> i mean alec baldwin said it best it's just some guy in a fur suit yep or some guy with fur on him yep. i think th- do you think that's the actual deep part about this movie is Absolutely. we all were convinced as the as the viewer that we're watching a giant 6 foot cat but instead we are actually watching Mike Myers dressed up as a cat who broke into this children's home. Yes. I think that's exactly what happens. But there's one other thing you've got to watch out for. First off, if you pay attention when it's showing his uh, spay and neuter certificate, which very funny, especially if he's just a male cat. Yeah, it's great. He he got both, which means he's, oh, God, that opens so many new doors. (laughs) But that's what's funny, right? But it also says he's 5'8 on there. So, you know, he's compensating for height, too. It's... Wow. Yeah, just... just. I thought that was very important, so I would mention it here. Yeah, that is important because I missed that. So we not only uh, poke fun at transgender-type uh, issues oh, yeah. with the cat, but also compensating for height. Um... And then... Like uh, when he's playing the pinata and gets whacked in the testicles, and then, uh, or, or what is it? 
uh what what song was it sunshine on a cloudy day is that oh it? yeah and had him like uh yeah I don't remember what yeah but had and he's like a bonnet and some yeah. dress and <laughs> right because it took away his sexuality as we yep. all know Which that's how that works too he already had removed and yeah i think well you don't need story you don't need cohesion oh my god no. i think what it's supposed to be is it's some creepy guy in a fursuit on a lot of drugs Oh, and a that's ton it. Of drugs. Like every all all the drugs. That should at the end it just should just have a, a PSA saying like kids don't do meth. Kids do all the drugs because this is what it's like. Isn't it so much fun? <laughs> also, to, to to wrap things up for this now, at the end of this movie, so we walked you through all the things the cat did. Tried to murder the dong, ruin ruin the house. He was just a total asshole. He was talking about murdering more people. Attempted to kill a retarded child. All yep. of these things happened, and at the end, they're like, "Thanks, cat. We had this was the best day ever. We had so much fun." <laughs> yep. I don't think they did one fun thing other than jumping on the couch, mm-hmm. which then they kept doing like, <laughs> repetitively. And then the the classic Mike Myers ending where he's actually the narrator, because mm-hmm. that happens frequently as movies do. Because there's nothing funnier than than that. Oh yeah, well. Because then it also, if you're into, uh, you know, uh, oh, what is it? Uh, I don't know. But analysis of stuff like, oh, philosophical analysis. There we go. You, I think of the word. There. Yeah, it took me a bit, but I did it. I'm proud um, of you. Let's all applaud. Yes, 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 yes. Please, please clap. Just give please, a brief moment. Yeah. Pl- please clap. <laughs> all right. Okay, calm down, everyone. All right, there's a little too much. All yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. But if you do analysis of this, if it's being told from the cat's perspective, now we have an unreliable narrator, meaning oh, that none of this could have happened, exactly. or it happens entirely differently. It's, yeah. It, yeah. It, just no, no cohesion, no anything, just bits after bits after bits with MacGuffins here and there scattered throughout on a, a thing that's going to cause the ultimate mess and a guy who's trying to get them in trouble just to get them out of the house into new locations in order to continuously do more bits and have Mike Myers act. Because he only had a couple, he had about an hour of screen time, and an hour 22 minute movie. And when he was on screen, no one else got to do anything. Yes. But and that's what makes this movie so great. So great. All right. So I think we covered that. I know we missed so many jokes and things. Oh, there's... And things with, with the, the movie. Um, well, we're going to move on to the segments. Guys, if you have comments about this movie with those things, be sure to let us know. Uh, and uh, we'd love to hear you out. But for now, we're going to go into how much you learned. And we're going to talk budgets, Kaiser. I want to know what you believe the budget of this movie to be. Hmm. I'm going to go with a good, good, accurate scientific guess, as many of you guess, as many of you have known me to do. And I'm going to go ahead and say at least 350 euros. That, I mean, you're not wrong. There we go. And that's what's the most important thing. Not being right, but not, not being not have, wrong. have done that. A lot of people just go for a straight up guess. So, I mean, you're 100% correct. That Absolutely. It, it, that's that's on. Um, yeah, so you're right. Full on budget. $109 million budget. Which... Wait, wait, wait. Hold. 109 <laughs> Oh yeah, no, that's yeah, one hundred and nine million dollar budget. Uh, I, uh, I'm assuming fifty million went to Mike Myers at least. Yes, I don't know where the rest went to. A little bit to Alec Baldwin. I, because I was wow. thinking it, because of CGI, but, uh, no. There's no way it cost that much. Absolutely uh, not. <laughs> no, especially with how bad it was. Yeah. So it had a budget of 109. How much did it make box office? I'm. Oh. I'm gonna go guess at least 80 million. Also correct. It is at least 80 million. It is <laughs> above 80 million. 
It wasn't a huge success, but it made $134 million. So it made so a profit. It did not really, probably not much of one, just because of advertising and stuff doesn't get well, put into the budget. But, I mean, it came out, at the very least, it made money. It made it back. Huh. Which blows my mind, and I don't feel it deserves it. The only reason... I think it made any money is because of the success of How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Hmm. It was a very successful one. It was it was loved and and great. That was done in two thousand. Three years later, they come out with Cat in the Hat. People are like this is going to be great. You had Jim Carrey and Grinch. You have Mike Myers in this one. They know him as the funny character guy. No one, I don't think, expected what happened in this movie. Uh, so bad actually. Doctor Seuss's Widow, widowed wife, uh, <laughs> was there, watched the movie, and said, never again will anyone do a live-action Dr. Seuss movie. Well, hmm. And yeah. that's why you don't have them anymore. They're, they're animated. Every single Dr. Seuss film is animated. This movie caused her to never allow Hollywood to get their hands on doing another live-action Dr. Seuss because of what a catastrophe this was. Oh, yeah. She said it was embarrassing for his book. By the way, I just wanted to mention a quick thing. So, you know the beloved um, German Impressionist film called Shrek, right? (laughs) I I didn't know where you're going with that. Yeah, yeah, I know Shrek. So, that came out in 2001, I believe. So, a couple years before this movie. Yeah, that sounds right. I would... I just would like you to know this quick fact. Uh, so Shrek is a DreamWorks film featuring Mike Myers as the main character with a Smash Mouth song in it. <laughs> Cat in the Hat, DreamWorks film, Mike Myers' main character, and a Smash Mouth song right at the end. So really what I'm trying to say is it's really just a Shrek movie, but... Yeah live action with lots of CGI and in a parallel universe. It's the same thing. It's practically the same. If you like Shrek, you're going to like The Cat in the Hat. It's Wow. Identical. Smash Mouth was at the end, weren't they? Yep. Dear God. <laughs> Why do these things happen? It it hurts me that these things happen. Um, um, anyway. They happen because we have an unforgiving God who has become fearful of what he has created. Write that one down, kids. Moving on to our next (laughs) segment. Uh, This is Who Would You Rather? This is a segment where I want you to think of how we could make this film better. And you can use that as loosely as possible with with what you want better to mean. But to change it to make it a better film that you could enjoy. You can add someone in. Uh, We've had people change directors and producers before. Or you can add in a new actor. You can change out a character. Whatever you'd like to do. How would you change this movie? First off, it needs to be uh, directed by Tommy Wiseau, for sure. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, That's just got to happen. Quentin Tarantino needs to be every side character but not actually direct anything in the movie um also he can wear nothing more than like a slightly torn and ratty bathrobe that's it wow Um, along with this let's see you need to have uh jack black the entire time just making uh oh what is it like scat noises so like skibbity bop bop boot up bop for the entire music of everything um then you also need the comical geniuses known as seth rogan and the other guy that's in all his movies they just need to sit there on every single couch in every single shot just smoking marijuana Uh and that would make this movie make a lot more sense, actually. Yes. There, everyone in every extra was just smoking weed. And then you need uh, whoever was in charge of handling the dinosaurs from Jurassic Park to just kind of, just kind of watch, like he's your conspiracy guy that you focus on because he's in the background of every shot, just <laughs> observing. Yeah. Yeah. 
wow, you completely revamped this movie. And I, I it, turned it into an instant family classic. You made it 20 times more watchable. Which is really hard because this movie is already incredibly good and watchable. It is. Yeah, already. So you took on that challenge and just went with it. You, you uh, really killed it there with, wow. It's really funny to me because uh, I had my character lined up and you mentioned him to put him in your remake. Oh. Uh, ch- change it up a little bit where you'd put him because I went a little bit simpler, but I wanted Jack Black to be the cat. That would have also been very good. I think it would have been uh, much funnier. Uh, you needed to change a lot, but you had to remove Mike Myers because I could change the director, but it won't matter. With Mike Myers in that movie, it won't matter. It's going to go a certain way, and I was not a fan of the direction it took. <laughs> I think Jack Black was known for being in kids' films before. Mm-hmm. I think he has, you know, even in those children-like movies that are PG, like School of Rock, very funny. Um, not one of my favorite movies, that's for sure. But he did a thing, and he did it well. He was in the new Goosebumps, yeah. and again, he did a thing, and he did it all right. But he's good at those PG movies, and I think he would have been a hilarious uh, chubby cat, which would have made I, me laugh. I think, actually, now that you say it, we need to make Mike Myers a side character. Have him play the young boy instead. Oh, my. Yeah. Do what they did in uh, The Love Guru, where they just CGI'd Mike Myers' face yeah. over, like, a small boy. Absolutely. <laughs> have, yeah. You know, or like yes. The Hobbit, where you have him, you know, slightly back in the picture. Yeah. Just very short. I love it. Keep perfect. Dakota Fanning. Keep Alec Baldwin. Oh, yeah. They're Killed both perfect. It. Killed it in this movie. All right, so that wraps us up. One quick fact, though. Uh, actually, they were supposed to cast Tim Allen as the cat, uh, but he was busy <laughs> filming Santa Claus huh? 2. Yeah, only, that would be the only way you can put Tim Allen in there is, <laughs> if, is if you make him be the character from Home Improvement. A- absolutely. I Wait, wait, wait. Does he have other characters? I thought uh, that was his only one. I think he's Buzz Lightyear's a little different. Buzz Lightyear from from the the movie about when those all those toys come alive. Hmm. We'll add that to your list. I'll, okay. I'll send you. I'll send you a link. Perfect. It's a. I forget what it's called. Um, oh, Toy Story. That's it. Right. That's what it was. I was. I was thinking action figure tale, but yeah, no. Toy Story was right. I've only seen the third one. I please. Are you kidding? No. Oh God damn it. <laughs> It's silly me thinking, oh, God damn it, Kaiser. <laughs> <laughs> well, once again, I don't watch, watch mo- yeah, movies. We, yeah, we know. You don't watch movies. I, 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 I don't do it for myself. <laughs> all three Shreks, though. Oh, my God. They were masterpieces. They were all masterpieces. Of them. Every last Especially one. the third. I totally related with the having children humor. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. Yeah, it's good. Every Every kid knows that. Oh, yeah. Great. Um, so that'll wrap it up for this uh, this movie. Last final things. Would you recommend someone watch this? Absolutely. Grab your friends. Grab your parents. Grab your tiny little children. Sit them all down in front of your CRT. And have a go at this movie. It is, I think, deserving of more, oh, what's the movie award? Oscars? Grammys? It's definitely deserving of more Tonys more and Tonys. Globe Awards. It yep. ne- it needs all of them for Best Movie and Actor and uh, yeah. some other things that I'm sure exist in movies. Best Boy? Best Best Boy? Best I think Boy. Definitely. I don't know. With the current times, I don't know if they'd allow that that award to go. I just That has a creepy well, tone to it. Best Boy is an actual position for movie stuff. It's my favorite thing really? to look up in every movie. Is Who's the best boy? Yes. That you have to be kidding. Nope. Go check it up. Oh, God. <laughs> best boy. Boy, you are dropping the knowledge on this. I, I'm I'm going to recommend this as well, which is a surprising turn for me. Um, but in the right circumstances, I think you're right. With a group of people to sit down and watch this, I think if you're under the influence in some sort of way. Yes. I really, really think it's so uncomfortable it is funny. (laughs) With how much the jokes fail, it's laughable at how just 
bad that like imagine if this was like in a stand-up comedy bit like how terribly they'd be bombing on the stage <laughs> like it's that quality of good uh only would recommend it if you can get it for free if you can get it off netflix i unfortunately paid like four dollars to rent this thing wow i had a dvd yeah thank oh god oh, you're <laughs> killing me every time you say something no yep. i rented this thing I and i'm like this was this was great um wow i should have just bought it on dvd it's it's something no you shouldn't don't do it don't pay any money to see oh, this. give it Only as a gift to your friends as a gift yeah god yeah do that do that instead <laughs> all right guys uh anything to plug my friend i know you have the podcast so go ahead oh. take your time yeah so i'm on hollywood science every tuesday with my good good buddy hippogriff placeholder can find us there we're on twitter at hollywood science that's science without the last e we're on ace podcasts of course beautiful lovely podcast network that didn't charge me anything to join so beautiful yep um if you want something of my own personal project that i'm starting which you shouldn't you should go to a psychiatrist um i am doing streaming as a not like the R. Kelly kind, but the um, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no not I quite. Was like, Come on, that's not. It's not this kind of podcast. It could be. You gotta be open with it. I'll try. But uh, I'm doing video game streaming where I do ASMR, uh, gaming, but only of incredibly violent games. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Under wow. the name uh, Lord Reverend. So, can go check that out. I I'm honestly kind of interested in that. That sounds insane. I'm playing through Shadow Warrior right now, and it is just incredible. It's what, uh, that sounds great. I definitely need to check that out. Uh, just that sounds like an interesting art form that I would have never been able to imagine. <laughs> so. Uh, and definitely check out um, Hollywood Science. I listened to several episodes of that. Uh, I'm so great. sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's great. It's it's very funny and really informative at times too. Um, a very different style from this podcast. But if you like movies, I strongly suggest uh, going to check it out. Um, and as for me, just keep uh, listening. Get go to the, all the archive episodes. Check out Ace Podcasts. Uh, dot com ace podcast network because we're both on there and it's great we, oh, yeah. we love it we have really cool people with uh, lots of cool projects so go check them out uh twitter facebook instagram all cinema shredders and we also have cinema shredders at gmail.com for all of your questions comments concerns on the movie or life in general um and that pretty much does it that i can think of for me uh be on the lookout for next week uh, where it'll be the Shred episode. We'll be talking about what we'll be doing and also be on the lookout for the Christmas episode, which will be dropping uh, the weekend before Christmas because that's like on a Monday or something. So check out f- that. Thanks, Kaiser, for joining me on this wonderful journey that was the Cat in the Hat. Thanks for having me. See you guys all next week. Uh, have a good one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>